Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered, Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello, gang. Today it is Wednesday, February the 12th. February 12th. Oh my gosh, already. And I am in Bali. So this is my first official podcast recording from Bali. That being said, you may hear some sounds of nature in the background throughout the interview. I decided not to edit them all out just to keep that feel authentic and to kind of bring you guys with me here to this beautiful space. It's a million degrees out every single day. And I am having the most insane time out here by myself, by the way. And if you're following along with me on this journey on Instagram, you've probably seen all of the incredible things I've been up to while I've been here. And if you don't follow me, give, give me a pause right now. Just press pause, open your app, your Instagram app and search at Elisa Curry Lowitz. That's at E-L-I-S-A-K-U-R-Y-L-O-W-I-C-Z. Give me a follow and let's connect. So since I've been out here, I've been connecting with so many people via IG. So thank you all for your DMs and your comments. Most of my conversations have been surrounding traveling solo because yes, I am a female solo traveler. However, there's a lot of guys out there too asking questions, which is super cool. The food is amazing. People are asking about my 90 day detox as well as just like general information about Bali. So I'm going to put together all of my thoughts Uh, and create a couple of different podcast episodes dedicated to these topics. So if you have any further questions, keep the comments coming, shoot me a DM right now, and I'll get all of that into the shows that I'm working on. So yes, I am in Bali. Yes, I'm traveling solo. And yes, I am breaking normal in my search for self-discovery and love and healing and returning to play which is so important to me. And yes, this leads me perfectly into this very special episode with my very special guest, Daniel Eisenman. This guy is so inspirational. Here's a little bit about him. He graduated pre-med from Emory University and before applying to medical school and staying on the path of quote unquote normal, as many people advised him to do, he decided to take a year off. Now, that year off has turned into a decade of breaking normal adventures through all 50 states in the USA and at least 20 countries. He travels the world as a keynote speaker and facilitator of the breaking normal experience, radical retreats and workshops. However, he likes to call them play shops, which I love, (laughs) all based on the principles of raw honesty and emotional freedom. He found that the common theme through his journey and experience was that so many people seem to be trapped in self-imposed prisons, self-imposed prisons, keeping a lid on their genius, joy, and growth. Thus, Breaking Normal was birthed 
as a way for people to free themselves from this self-imposed prison. So get ready for an eye-opening and inspirational podcast. Are you guys ready? It all starts now. Okay, folks, I've got Daniel Eisenman on the Skype phone. <laughs> I'm in Bali, and you're all the way in Colorado. How's the weather over there? Nice and cold? <laughs> yep, I was just telling, as I was just telling you, it's approaching zero right now, and I'm mm-hmm. looking at a beautiful pile of snow and a hairless bush. <laughs> Meaning, like, the bush has no leaves, like, it's winter here, winter is here. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's what you meant. Um, cool, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I actually, um, just to give a little bit of context... This is the first time we've actually chatted. I met you through Amy Young, who's like amazing. I follow her on Instagram and you guys did a podcast together uh, like a month ago or so or something like that. And wow, she's so great. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so happy that's how we know each other. So this is pretty fresh because I met Amy a couple months ago and she's awesome. And I'm happy that you think she's awesome too. We have something in common. Yeah, for sure. And so I was like, who is this guy? And I started getting into what you do and breaking normal is the second I read that I was like immediately attached. I got into your story and that's essentially what I really want to get into today is what is breaking normal, how this has evolved for your life. And I really want to hear your story because we do have a lot in common, believe it or not. Believe it or not, there's a lot of things that have happened to you that I believe have sort of like evolved in my life in a similar way. So yeah, let's talk about that. Author, podcast host, epic coach. Tell me about your story. Awesome. Well, I'll start with the question, what is breaking normal? All right, so right now, breaking normal. uh, Normal. What is is normal? Yeah, what is normal? What I define as normal is someone that is a victim to culture. Oh, that's well said. I like yeah, that. Someone that's like somehow allowed the projection from preachers, teachers, parents, subconsciously, unconsciously, or consciously, however it got there, to dictate their path instead of letting the passion of their heart beat their drum. They somehow allowed this, like, fitting in and seeking approval be the priority of their path rather than being addicted to authenticity or, like, what the whatever lights them up, what gets them to feel the most as a child. So normal would be that the path laid out by culture. So that is such a hard thing to identify as a human being because we are so identified to things like culture and that path and what our parents did. And I feel like I, it was ingrained in my DNA almost that, you know, family first, I have to do it this way. This is my religion. I don't have a choice. So how do you even identify whether, how do you even know <laughs> whether you're normal well, or not. I would not. never undermine any of those values. Mm-hmm. Those are great values, potentially. Yes. But is that what gets you to be the most free in your body, where it feels like your cells are vibrating in the most harmonious way, like yeah. where you're just light, free, and like a little child? Or does it get you to feel heavy, drained, conforming, right. worshipping? Well, I don't know. I'm just 
throwing ideas out and how the ways I probably dictate what is more like me being free or me fitting in. Me fitting in is pretty draining unless it's aligned with me being free and a lot of times it is especially in places like Boulder and Bali which I haven't been to but I bet that I'm going to feel pretty free there with the culture for some reason yes i bet you will as well i that's one thing it's it's very very different from my canadian culture i mean i love canada i love a lot of the things that are in my life but i i find it interesting for me my breaking normal moment happened when i decided not to do post-secondary education and pursue my love of skiing and my passion for skiing. I skied for Canada on the World Cup team, so, and I followed my heart in sport, and that was really poo-pooed back in the, in the late 90s, and everyone was kind of telling me I'm never gonna be anything when I grow up because I'm not doing the school route, but I had to do it. <laughs> it was this thing I had to do. And I wanna talk about your moment, because you were in med school, you went to pre-med, What's your? Oh, well, you, let's talk where about were you? Since the, the snow sports is a theme right now, <laughs> yeah. um, let's talk about my brother's breakthrough moment. Okay, a uh, recent breakthrough moment. Who's I'm more connected to probably than anyone I've ever been connected to, which has set such a high standard for my relationships. Okay. So, um, he took probably the, his biggest financial risk, which I think is awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whenever, whenever someone's taking their biggest financial risk, they're breaking normal. Yeah. yeah. Because finances are money is an idea made up from another man. So if someone's allowing that to dictate their life, there's an issue right there. Uh, yeah. Not to say it's not fun to play with, but yeah. if that becomes <laughs> the main focus of creating more of a symbol that didn't exist before some men came together to think it up, then that's an issue. So my brother broke through that by renting a house right next door to Sean White's house uh, for a month. <laughs> okay. $30,000 for that month. Oh my and God. Um, I just remember that thinking that's so cool. Like I was so inspired by my brother. He just put it on a credit card and it was just ridiculous. And we had our own ladder to our own surf spot <laughs> in one of my favorite, like right oh down the God. road from where I live. So I... Let's, I just want to honor that. I don't know if Sean White means anything to you. I think that's pretty Oh, cool. absolutely. And for anyone that doesn't know who Sean White is, he's like an Olympic gold medalist, snowboarder, halfpipe, X Games, like legend in the sport of snowboarding. Um, that is so cool. That is so cool. So so why, what was the purpose of that? What was his, why did he decide yeah, to do well, that? I think he wanted to do it. He yeah. wanted to do it. And something scared the like poop out of him while okay. simultaneously like, magnetizing like he, he he would not forget not doing it if he didn't do it so he did it uh, and I'm so happy he did it because we got to send it more and more and more and actually we actually created this oh man I'm about to launch this online course that was three years ago okay and I think we created it while he did that okay and I'm, I'm pretty convinced that I created that course for myself three years ago for what I'm going through currently Interesting. it's like emotional resilience training okay and he did, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, having, I'm having a breakthrough right now. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was a big month. I think we're about to reap the rewards in a financial way because of him taking that risk three years ago. And I think he's still, you know, he's still like, what, was that even worth it? <laughs> but yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it. So that was my brother's breakthrough. For me, I think it just like, I remember being on a beach in Florida 
mm-hmm. and um, asking what my like myself like really feeling into this feeling of what would I pay to do and how can I get paid to do it mm-hmm. rather than continuously paying so much money that I didn't even have to go study something I wasn't even sure I was passionate about because it's what my parents wanted to do and what it would like pay me a lot of money and that's what society thought was special. Okay, but I want to stop you. I I want to stop you right there because, okay, even back from that, because there are a lot of people following that path, that line, uh, grow up, go to school, get married, have the kids, the dog, the house. It's so, it's so ingrained in our parents and our grandparents that like, how do you, what was the point that you decided that medicine is not your passion or going to school or did you know it the whole time or was there like a moment or? Yeah, that, that, I think that moment, like being, I, what, I, I always want to remember what beach we were at. We were definitely in Florida mm-hmm. and I just started like interrogating my parents because my, my, my dad's a pharmacist, my mom's a nurse mm-hmm. and like, just like, why, but why, like, why, why, why would you do it that way? Like, it's <laughs> like, I realized it's all based on someone else's schedule. Like yep. their whole schedule is based on someone else's schedule. Yep. Yes. And I think that at that moment, I kind of woke up to like, wait a minute, that's, there's no amount of money worth that. Now, did you feel like it in your bones and in your heart that you had to change that? Like, what did that feel like that moment? <sighs> Probably pretty liberating. Yeah. Pretty like free, pretty scary, pretty nerve wracking. And I think I, what I did, I took action by, like, well, looking on Craigslist and thinking, like, well, that looks like a fun event. <laughs> There's, like, Bonnaroo Music Festival coming up in Tennessee, and I was living in Georgia. Let me look for gigs where I could get paid to be there and not just be a normal attendee, but, like, be behind the scenes right. and understand what's happening here and being able to enjoy the festival and getting paid to do it. And I did that for several years okay. until we... Um, created a YouTube channel called the Rob Bras and then that turned into us hosting retreats okay. like we, we were we were taking all these trips to places like probably similar where you're at like mm-hmm. hot beaches in mm-hmm. Costa Rica mm-hmm. with unlimited amounts of fruits mm. and unlimited amounts of waves mm. and unlimited amounts of like quietness and parties yeah and we were going we were going there and we started hosting retreats where we just sharing the things that we were learning about and that's evolved into about a decade later which is now so during that time after you had your breakthrough moment this is one of the the, like the question of what was the moment is something that i'm the most curious about in life because i think it feels different for people and oftentimes people have these moments and then it's fleeting so it comes in and leaves or they're too afraid uh, to listen to that voice or feel continue to feel because, you know, they're so ingrained in their culture. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I think that you're a feeler. I'm a feeler. I'm be, I've become a feeler. Yeah. yeah, and that's awesome. And I think I, so. you're such a feeler. It's like you inspired me to dive into the feeling of, because you're asking me these questions. But yeah. I'm like, oh, you're wanting to know the feeling. The best way I can describe it is like a magical butterfly. <laughs> yeah, like just coming right to like I don't know if you've ever had a butterfly or a bee land on you and then fly away. Yeah, but a lot like that, and really in my heart. So right now, when you host these retreats, when you do these masterminds, you do like play shop escapes, and I was really interested in all of these really cool things that you do, helping people to wake up, 
what kind of experiences does that bring for like what kind of people are joining this is it people that have had that moment is it people that are sort of like confused about their life or just unsure yeah probably definitely a mix of both of those and more okay like people have been inspired by just watching this online and finally being like i want to go do that yeah you know it takes a, for me it, it's taken a lot of courage where i've been like I, i've been inspired by plenty people online and so I have a choice to get like envious I have a choice to get like spy on them I have a choice to try to live through them or mm-hmm. I have a chance to like get in the space of them and figure out what is happening oh my god and, that um, is so that is that's really powerful for me like you we can watch we can live vicariously or we can do things the doing is so clutch even like so what is something really small when someone has this but they're afraid because i guess fear plays a big role in breaking the norm correct fear of expectations there's conditioning all of these things surrounding us what's like a first step yeah it's a it's a great that's like a great go signal mm-hmm. so because i believe i i pretty much believe like nervousness and excitement or like fear yeah. and faith are two sides of like the same coin so just think about it's like here we are in inception the movie inception <laughs> where they're like spinning the thing it's like mm-hmm. yeah they're it's all the same but that's that's this that's the sign go for it send it send it send it since we're since i'm talking to uh someone this uh, played in the snow professionally I'm like yeah uh, yeah yes and, and especially for surfing that's what very much surfing is like that is so much what surfing means to me on a metaphorical level since you're sitting in front of the biggest waves you've seen before mm-hmm. whoever's sitting out there in that lineup waiting for this once in a life every wave is a once in a lifetime opportunity yeah. but if someone if you take a an inferior wave because you just have to settle you might miss the biggest set and then if you didn't take that inferior wave and you are out there when that biggest set comes, you have a very small moment in time to decide yeah. to send it. Yeah. And it's going to probably feel scary and exciting at the same time. I, uh, I love that. Okay, so let's take a, a small step back into one of the things I'm really interested in. I want you to talk about what a miracle morning is. Breaking normal miracle mo- morning. Moining. Okay, it's a tongue, awesome. tongue twister. All right, so Miracle Morning is a book from a guy that I interviewed in Austin, Texas, named Hal Elrod. The Miracle yep. Morning has apparently been sold over a million copies. Great book. Okay. <clears throat> when I was launching the Breaking Normal podcast, I did this, like, Miracle Morning treasure hunt and invited all these people to get the chance to win a free ticket to one of our events yep. and, like, join me in this ritual of the morning time and uh the way how describes the miracle morning i think he has an acronym for it i think it's like lifesavers so it includes scribing for the s a i think is affirmations interesting <laughs> v lifesavers yeah v is visualization okay <laughs> r is reading s is scribing and e is like exercise i skipped the e there for a second yeah. you're nailing so, like, it though somehow you're nailing including it. this in every morning of okay. your life mm-hmm. and it so happens that's like very aligned with most of my mornings so i create like a breaking normal 
iteration of that. And my just my mornings definitely like one of my non negotiables is getting outside and doing a breathing ritual. It's very mm-hmm. like if anyone's familiar with Wim Hof. Yes. It's very aligned with that, but it's my own version of that. And yeah, I think that's super important. Just like these phones wouldn't work if we properly, if we didn't charge them. Like this is like how I charge myself to set the stage for my day. And that's very important to me. Um, One of the things that I really like, it resonated with me. I I practice Ayurveda. Are you familiar with Ayurveda at all? Somewhat, somewhat. I bet less than you for some reason. <laughs> uh, well, waking up with no phone is a big one for me. For my my boundary is around uh, a one hour, so I wake up and you know I'll turn my alarm off or check the time, but I don't get into the messages uh, for an hour. And in that time, I drink hot lemon water. Well, here in Bali, I'm just drinking cold water because it's a million degrees. I go for my run, I do some yoga, some breathing, and yeah, it's very similar in this thing, which is kind of neat how, you know, I'm having this experience and and trying to break my own normal, yet I love that it's in line with so many other people doing the same thing. It's like we're finding this common theme all around the world of what, you know, how to sort of connect to yourself. I mean, I think most people, we're... The world is, it, it can look quite chaotic, and I think for ourselves to feel more in control mm-hmm. of especially ourselves, I mean, it seems like our main responsibility is with our own human body. So what am I doing to make sure that human body is experiencing this seemingly chaotic world, especially in Boulder, where the weather goes from like summer to winter in a minute, yeah. like five minutes? To be, in, to be able to experience this epic environment in the best way possible. That I, if I was going to shit on anyone, that should be a priority. There's a big giant bee outside. Yes. Ah, did you see that thing? That was massive. I okay. love that that showed up. <laughs> okay, we're good. He's gone. Sorry about that. You say chaotic world. Now, you're a dad. Two kids? One kid? One. One? one. Okay. For now. <laughs> for now. One for now. So... How do you prioritize yourself in the morning with children, with all the things, the oh, hustle yeah, and so I found the Epic Gym that does two hours of childcare, so <laughs> I take her there and I do my breathing. Oh my and God. she loves it. Really? She freaking loves it, yes, yes. So good, so you're just adapting. You've just adapted. And, and when, before that, before I found that out, I would like go to playground and just like whenever she found his own, I would start doing it. Or whenever she, see, like she was chill a lot. Like I got this is my chance. <laughs> I start breathing intentionally and deeply and chaotically, and like to learn about my breath and the power of it. So, do you believe being a dad? What are your beliefs around you know setting a good example, setting the example that you're a priority? <laughs> what I would say about that is that yeah, there's I could give a whole encyclopedia of wisdom and words with to my daughter, but. My actions are probably speaking much larger volumes than that. So why is it that we think otherwise? Like, why is it that human beings are conditioned, or maybe this is just in my culture, to, you know, always be circling around our children instead of being the pillar in the middle? (laughs) Okay, okay. I mean, I'm just trying to make sure I understand that question. You're saying... (laughs) What I mean is, like, 
we see, I see a lot of parents, and I don't want, I might be starting something very controversial. I am not a parent myself. Um, just sort of hovering around our children all the time and doing everything for them and not giving them the opportunity to sort of grow and feel like a lot of people are trying to like make their kids something. Yeah, well, I think most parents have survived their reality by fitting in in a lot of ways. Yes. And I think once someone becomes a parent, their like protective factor only gets amplified. <laughs> so that projection is probably pretty inevitable for someone that is, you know, going for security. And, a lot, and I, I understand why it goes for security for someone's children. Um, Absolutely. But also, there's so many people I meet that are not like that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Absolutely fair enough. Let's get into like some more deep questions. In terms of self-acceptance, what does self, what is self-acceptance to you? Oh, well, on the note of being a parent, so if anyone can relate to the idea of loving a child, their child, mm-hmm. like can you love yourself that much? in the way that you think mm. in the way that you behave in the way in the way of everything that you do can you love yourself as much as whatever you love the most it's really interesting uh, someone asked me the question who do you love the most and I was thinking about that H- have you ever have you ever been asked that question before who do you love the most <laughs> no I don't think I have I don't think so which is amazing I've been asked a lot of questions. <laughs> and I ask a lot of, I feel like I ask questions for a living way. Well, it's interesting because um, I was like going through sort of a list. I'm like, I don't know. I was like my mom, my family, my friends. And then I was like, wait a second. I think it's me. But if I said it's me, is that weird? Like I was like contemplating saying that it's me. <laughs> like what's wrong with that? So interesting. I don't think anything's wrong with that. Um, my answer is pretty clear. It's Davina, my daughter. <laughs> yes, okay, fair enough. And I bet yeah. your daughter teaches you a lot about play. How do you value play and playtime in your life? Okay, well, as I value questions, I'll ask you, <laughs> what is more pure than play? I, d- I, I don't know. There, I don't think there is much more than that. So I'm a big fan of purity. Okay. And like even my water, I love going to like springs, like where the water is actually getting birthed from the earth, untouched from barely even oxygen at that point. Yeah. And man, play seems so close to our purpose. I really thought I was going to be judgmental. I'm almost 40 and I feel like I'm in my early 20s and I just, I love that. And I'm really attracted to people that are sort of doing that same thing. So how would you how would you sort of encourage someone to embrace the play in their lives? I would say it would be like good to understand noticing versus imagining. So oh. I think someone that's in the state of play is noticing. What do you mean by that? Like they're just noticing their sensations, like they're getting hot, they're getting cold, they're getting they're like their heart's beating faster, their eyes are watering, or their voice is getting louder. It's just like what a dog would see or what a baby would see. Okay. Like they're dancing. Like dancing is very playful. It's like, oh wow, like I'm just man, my body feels crazy and flowy and fun. <laughs> yeah. And I'm probably not thinking much. And or and or sometimes people think a lot when they dance. Yeah. Um 
But long story short, I think it's good to understand that like I'm having a sensory experience mm-hmm. and then I'm having an imaginatory experience and I'm choosing the imagination. That's I feel like that's one of my main messages in life for people to understand that we are like electrical beings having a sensory experience. Yes. That's that. That's the one thing that we, the, that's like at the core of what we have in common. I love that. And then there's the imagination. And that's a whole nother book. And <laughs> it's very important to realize that we're choosing that imagination. Imagination, I like to sort of describe that as the storyteller, the story, the, yeah. the dialogue, the, the talker the victim, the judge, the personality. So how do you know, like, I guess you're talking about living in the moment or living in the past or some future. Like imagination, I always like, I'm a future projector, so I like to like project myself into some unknown future and then loop that story and that creates like stress and worry and yada, yada, yada. (laughs) Is that, are, are we talking about the same thing here? Yeah, potentially. I mean, because in a way, by pre- projecting an imagination in the future and realize and thinking about a worst case or a best case scenario, you are creating hormones in the moment that are yes. making your sensations probably feel a certain way that you're either used to or mm. that you're courageous enough to be like, "Ooh, this is new. Enjoy that too." <laughs> that's that's really well Just, said. Yes, it does create feeling and. I oftentimes do pull myself back into like a comfort zone with my imagination. I just actually have- And that, and that can continue being your reality. That might be very healthy for you. It might be just very like grounding for you to have that. But I do think it's good to be aware of that because then you might be able to play with it more in one direction or the other. I just had like a aha moment because I do pull myself into some really bad places. Really, really bad places. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm getting off track. I want to talk about being raw and vulnerable. And, and you're the one that's choosing it to be bad, just to, just to yes. paintbrush on that last. You're the one that's choosing for it to be bad. Yes, I know. Or interpret it as bad, or using that word, which is might be, that might be pretty badass too, I'm not sure. No, but it's interesting to like sit in that for a second, which I just did talking to you, like just for a second being like, oh yeah, I am responsible for that. It's very, it's very grounding and very interesting when we step out of the you're making me feel this way mentality and step into the, oh, that's me making me feel this way mentality. Yeah, yeah. So, so I definitely, I love that you said that. Sometimes I like, um, especially since I have a book out there, sometimes I like yeah. to record thoughts. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's more powerful than an idea, so I like to record thoughts. And definitely a thought that I remember recording that I've reflected on quite a bit is that where blame begins, reality ends. That's really good. I'm going to write that down. When blame, <laughs> say that again. Where blame begins, reality ends. <laughs> So good. Let's talk about the book. You wrote a book. Was that the first spoke, thing that sort of I happened? I spoke it, actually. Oh, I you... spoke that book into existence. And I uh, partnered with a writer. And like the, the very first thing we did was uh, spend a month in Montana together, right around Yellowstone National Park. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're probably familiar if you know the mountains. Uh, but between Bozeman and Livingston, mm-hmm. at a place called Angel's Landing. 
And yeah, we basically, uh, I, I spoke the majority of the book there, and then we spent about a year doing voice notes back and forth until it was edited to my, I don't know, until when I said, okay, publish. Yeah. What is like the premise of the book? Is So Breaking Normal, and then the subtitle is Rewild Your Inner Child and Set the Truth Free. Love it. And it's basically uh, the gold, I would say it's like a golden thread, like journal, the exercises that seem to catalyze the biggest breakthroughs from me doing these retreats for a decade. And like why to do them, how to do them, what they mean to me personally. And it does, it does, it all does seem to remind someone of their inner child. Yeah. Unbiased by culture, which is pretty wild. And that's it. Your book is on my reading list, my things of things to read, because I, I know that it does have, like, exercises, correct? Like, things that yeah. um, that you can actually do, because I find that's really important. A lot of people have this, like, feeling or this information, and they don't really know what to do with it or how to break out of it. Yeah, so by the time this podcast is launched, if I understand it correctly with my schedule and your schedule, yeah, um, finally, I think... We're going to have the Breaking Normal Emotional Resilience Training, mm-hmm. like, online component to go with the book available on my website. Amazing. And that pretty much does, we do the exercises on video. Oh, my <laughs> and, God. You know, pretty taboo, pretty crazy. Uh, and I'd recommend, it's actually, I just went through a divorce, and I am so happy that I just put this course together because I got to rewatch all these videos. Okay. I'm like, man. This is important stuff. I almost feel a responsibility, like because no matter what someone's facing, it's probably pretty pretty important to understand certain ways to surf certain emotional waves. Okay. And this is like the breakdown of the book via video. So you were kind of teaching yourself in a way. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's when I was having that reflection about Sean White and my brother and us shooting these videos okay. three years ago. Yeah. I was like, man, did I shoot these videos? And uh, and this this interaction being a reminder again that like time is not maybe what i've been told aha (laughs) that is amazing time is not what you've been told very good i i like that too sometimes i sometimes i go back on some work or i I re-listen to some podcasts with people and i'm like oh my god it's so interesting where we are in different places in our lives and what we carry into the moment with us and what we leave behind what has sort of been the biggest lesson you've learned then through this in, entire experience? That's a big question. Through, <laughs> through, the, yeah, through the entire experience of... Of having your aha breakthrough moment 10 years ago to now. Oh, yeah. The, um, the, that just keeps, like, going. That, that, I think that if there is a moment that seems to be like a peak experience, that's like a reminder of what's possible and to perpetuate that yeah. rather than thinking it's just like, oh, that was just like a one-time thing because because that's the truth. It was a one-time thing. Um, and nothing happens twice. So if you're going to remember that was a one-time thing, then nothing will happen twice. And those are two sides of the same coin. Remembering that like, oh, yeah, it's always like right now is my moment. Right now is the time. Are you learning new things every day? For sure. How about yourself? Yeah. Well, I'm on this like epic one month Bali solo mission trip. And I've, I mean, I'm learning a lot about myself and about hanging out with myself and what it even feels like to sit with myself with no distraction. It's a very, 
it's very, very telling <laughs> to where my like natural thoughts tend to go. And, you know, my first night here, I mean, it looks really great. Everyone in, on Instagram was like, oh, you, you're in like the most beautiful place ever. But like the first night here uh, between you and me is uh, it was storming and I was like bawling my eyes out in my bed. I was so scared. <laughs> Like, but I, I was like, had to sit with myself and be like very raw and vulnerable. Um, what's the word? What do you do with, with like a, a child when a child is uh, sad? Coddle? Yeah, I had to like, that's a good word. I had to coddle myself. I had to sort of like be with myself and take care of myself. And I'm like, holy shit, this is big. This is a big time. Wow. Wow. Sounds like an important storm. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a video. It's all, that's how I am telling people about the course is all about weather like, oh. some people are a victim to only being able to enjoy 72 degrees and sunny uh-huh uh-huh that would that would be sad because like i yeah i'm enjoying this zero degree weather and i'll enjoy that 100 degree weather and it might test me to do both extremes but i'm willing to enjoy both in your experience here and what you're doing and how you're living your life how do you set boundaries to stay in this place yeah, how do I, how do I set boundaries? Yes, Probably for your personal. Okay. Usually. Okay. And are you really clear with what you want? Is this a super clear thing, or does it sort of evolve? Sometimes, sometimes. But now there there are probably things I am clear also that I don't want. So I'm not. When you're referencing boundaries, that's a big topic. So I'm not sure if you're thinking about something specifically or just no, no. overall. Just kind of overall, like, I mean, I'm kind of started to practice uh, verbalizing boundaries only in the last year, maybe, and I find it very powerful. I'm really curious to know how other people who are living their lives and having this magic with them are able to keep with it. Oh, yeah. So magic, in my understanding, usually takes a container. Mm -hmm. The container is created by boundaries, so mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you can have one without the other. And of one thing, like one saying or idea that I remember hearing from my friend Brandon Hawk is like that when one gives beyond their capacity, they make the receiver a thief. Mm. So, um, for instance, how did I prevent making you a thief? Instead of a thief, how did I make you like a treasure in my life? Yep. I told you right from the beginning that I have 47 minutes. Yep. <laughs> that was it. And then I'm like, there's my container. Now I am fully committed for this 47 minutes. But if I try to go beyond that to live up to your expectations or your desires, then I'd probably start to secretly resent you. And then there <laughs> would just be this like weird gap that who knows if we'll ever bridge. Right. So in this breaking normal mentality, how important are boundaries to have? Oh, extremely. And I think it's extremely important to be flexible about them, but I think it's extremely important to somehow make it clear that I'm being strict about my boundaries or being flexible about them. That both are like, that's fine either way, but the boundaries are clear. Just like a dog that's an electrical fence. It's like, I, that dog needs to know, is that fence on or off before it crosses that boundary? It needs to be that clear, in my opinion. Okay. I love that. And so, that was pretty much my one boundary for this. And I, I think I made that pretty clear. I'm like, yeah, she got till 6 o'clock my time, basically. Yeah, but it's very interesting because, like, um, why do people, are they so uh, against speaking their... Uh, most likely because they were um, reprimanded or punished for... Right. 
um, not living up to the expectations of their someone, of someone. So it's probably like a trauma-based behavior, basically. And sometimes it's just like repetitive. I read this one. This was like really mind-blasting for me, so I'll share it. Where, you know, the grandmother is feeding the kid and he says, she says, eat everything off your plate. And when he says he's full, she shames him by saying, there are people in the world that don't, that are starving. You eat all the food. So he would eat it out of shame, even though he wasn't, he was full. So it's really interesting how that lesson plays out with grandmother, eat everything on your plate to, you know, maybe weight issues or not saying no to people when they offer food and eating whatever is in front of you. I find that really interesting how we like learn these lessons in our life. It can come from like simple, clean your plate to, I don't know, a million other things. And it's also interesting that there's probably people in other countries that would think that would feel sorry for that kid that turned into the adult being way overfed. And then I'm thinking, like, why is that person so overfed? <laughs> it's true. Or, or maybe and their grandmother being like, don't eat all that. Like, you got to have energy for our dance after dinner. <laughs> It's so true. We just like learn what we learn. And wow, that's really crazy. Okay, so uh, I I know that we're like, we have to stay within our time frame. And I really appreciate your chat. But I want to talk to you about all the ways that we can continue to learn from you. You mentioned it before you have a course coming up. Yeah, so BreakingNormal.com is a pretty good hub because okay. it leads inevitably leads to the events, the seasonal Breaking Normal experiences that we've done, those yeah. tribe designs, and then you can also find links to the book yeah. on Amazon or Audible. Okay. I, I, since I speak the book on Audible and it was really more spoken into existence, yeah. that's how I usually encourage it, but I know people love to read and it's on Amazon too. Yeah. So, that, and then the podcast and then the app depending on when this is listened to, it's definitely available for iPhones right now. And oh. then, yeah, that course, if it's uploaded by Wednesday, um, shoot, I'm shoot. for that. Cause I mean, like, we've had some people beta testing it, okay. and it seems like it's brought up a lot. Okay, I didn't, 10 people. I didn't realize you have an app. Tell me about that. I like apps. I'm an app person. Oh, yeah, the Breaking Normal app. There's a game that's meant to be played offline, so rather than being in a place oh. or a party where all these people are distracting themselves with this phone, yeah, they're, they're individual phones. You can use one phone, and it's this amazing game that I think, if when played like a child, it connects people faster than any other technology I know of. Uh-huh. And then there's a virtual version of that um, known as the Challenge. Okay. And that's fun. I'd love to see you on there. I'd uh- love to. You'll you'll have to just be ready to give the answer via video, like a child. Like, okay. Like you're having fun exploring questions out loud. I'm so into it. I'm also an in-the-closet gamer. Don't tell anyone. Uh, (laughs) It sounds like right up my alley. Okay, last question. Do you ever feel like you want to be a doctor still? Oh, great question. Um, Yeah, in a way. Like, I definitely think that uh, I've been concerned sometimes, like, how there's a part of me that got turned on Okay. um, when there was like medical attention or well well-being attention okay demanded interesting i do believe i have a a discernment that w- most people would want their doctor to have okay i am so just 
I don't know what the right word is, like befuddled, like some BFU word <laughs> by the medical system and what it takes to be a medical doctor. It just is like, I love surfing, but then if someone showed me a wave where there was like a bunch of sharks and reefs and it just seemed way too much, I'm like, I don't know if I, I'll surf somewhere else. Yeah. So I'm using what I believe my doctor gifts are in a different path. And I do, I do not desire to have a certificate from the medical system now. Maybe okay. one day, I'm not sure. How about yourself? Well, I, I feel like there's not one thing for me. I feel like I'm a flowy flow person, which has taken me years to, years to really accept. But my motto is to go with the flow and that there's more to life than the nine to five daily grind. So yeah, I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing this. I think, I love you. I'm obsessed with you. I think you're doing such great stuff. It's like my favorite topic to ever talk about. So thank you so much for today. Wow, wow, thank you. I've really enjoyed my time today as well. <laughs> and like I said, like. I don't know if it's just the snow and or how awesome you are, but I'm like, man, I want to come visit you out there. Come on, look at you, that background. I'm like, that's just the reflection. <laughs> you should. I'm here until the end of the month. I'm here until the end of the month. <laughs> I did just visit someone that, I mean, visit, I met someone today that has an unconventional podcast, Jules Schroeder. Oh. She's going to Bali in a week for some sort of transformational breath oh. training. Maybe I'll, we'll have to like... Get, I'll have my people call your people and we can like hook that up. Maybe I'll meet up with Planting you. coconut seeds. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, like, I'm stoked to interview her. So, uh, Amazing. Yeah, she seems awesome. Okay, well, have a beautiful day and we'll see you, uh, we'll see you on the gram. Awesome. <laughs> see you there. Okay, that's all for today. Thank you so much, Daniel Eisenman, for coming on the show. I'm so happy that we had the chance to connect, cross paths, and share stories. You're so inspirational and I'm excited to check out that app. So follow Daniel on IG and get all the information you need directly from his website, www.breakingnormal.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Don't be shy to take a screenshot and share on your social media too. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.